The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Greetings. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. With me are John Sestina and Craig Konstantinovich. Great to be here with you in the new year, guys. Yeah, happy, happy New Year, happy sir. Happy New Year to the world, right? Yeah, it's yeah. another exciting year, 2022, <laughs> right? Yeah. Did you think you'd make it here, John? No. Okay. <laughs> Did you want to make it here? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then we're leading in on great notes today. Um, with that said, what's our topic today? We want to talk about retirement goals, get into the specifics there, and have a little fun today. But as we're doing that, Craig, as you think about retirement and goals there, is there anything that comes to mind immediately? I mean, the first thing that most people think about is, I want to be on a beach somewhere with an ice-cold refreshment in my hand on a nice little beach chair or something like that, relaxing. That's nine times out of ten when I ask people there, oh, that's that's what I envision it being. I can do that any time. Well, I'm going to lower the window shade right now so you don't see outside uh, because that might dishearten you a little. Uh, John, what do you think about you're You're living the life here. What do you think about yeah, retirement? Yeah, right. I'm living the life. Well, it's, uh, it, it's not as exciting as people might think. So what happens when you retire is you begin to uh, become invisible. And so that's, that's the challenge. So make sure you have something to do, somewhere to go, something to be, so that you're active. Uh, that's the most important part. That's great advice, John. Obviously, I mean that's that means a lot here. So when we go through today and we're talking about these retirement goals and really being specific and trying to paint that picture of what is it going to look like, so that you do get all the fulfillment you can out of retirement. We know that there are a lot of retirements coming. There are a lot of people out there who are just through demographics or through having enough in their savings or selling a business. They're going to be making that shift from working full time to retirement call it the retirement tsunami, really, the great wealth transfer. Craig, when you think about that topic, what comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing is going to be figuring out, okay, well, how exactly is, is this money going to pass? Or what, what are we going to do to try to preserve things, maybe start gifting things now? Um, there, there are so many decisions when it comes to the finances because, you know, most people think, hey, I, I've worked my entire life. I've accumulated the savings. Now I want to enjoy it. Now's when I want to make sure I'm out there getting the most out of it. But at the same time, it's, hey, this could be money that if left over, if there's something beyond what I need, I want to make sure it goes to the right people and that it's going to be used the way that I would envision it to be used. So it's it's really that twofold uh, factor of, okay, well, if that is the case, if you are in a position to maybe start gifting, when do you start doing that to make sure that you're still comfortable in your lifestyle, but that you can make a gift hopefully repeatable for however many occurrences you need, or, okay, if the case is going to be just let me spend everything that I've accumulated at this point, 
Well, you got to find some fun, interesting hobbies to start getting acclimated to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gifting. <clears throat> you have my address, don't you, Craig, for the gifting? I, I don't think I do oh, just yet, John, oh, but good news is I'm not yet retired, so oh, okay. I, I've got a little ways. Well, I would caution against uh, thinking in terms of an extreme life change mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you, you really don't know what you're going to be when you grow up, so to speak, and you don't know what you're going to really want. You, right now you want the cold drink and the thing. But you're going to have 12 kids running around your chair there, Craig. So <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's going to keep you busy and distracted. Uh, so it's a matter of kind of shifting. Your whole life has been kind of a that way, a, a natural shifting. It's not like all of a sudden they ring a bell and now you're something different. Mm -hmm. You don't go from being a carpenter to a boxer or something usually that would be one one a uh, very interesting transition yeah, but, if you were to do yeah, that Yeah, you could do that <laughs> like you're saying though john there's different cycles but you're usually going to stay to your to your center i guess whatever that might be so you're going to stay you and whether you're in the early phases of building life later in life in retirement or even later on there later in your years you're probably going to still have the same values I think oh, the that's values are cr critical. Yes, you have to have your own values to live by, no question. And especially, and back to the tsunami idea, I mean, we were joking about it, but within the federal government, we love to pick on them, almost 30% of their employees are going to be eligible for retirement in the next two years. I mean, one-third, almost one in every three government workers will be retiring or eligible for it. And then on the other side, when you get to specific groups, look at NASA. Almost 44%, almost half of all NASA's employees can retire in the next two years. I mean, whether that's a good thing, a bad thing, that may be another debate. But the idea is there are a lot of people becoming retirement eligible in the next few years here. So to be thinking about what does it look like? Is it that beach? Is it being with family? That's what we're going to try to unpack tonight. Right. And, and don't think you're just going to stop. That's the key. You're going to keep on growing, as you said, in your values making some changes. So we're going to talk about that stuff and help people be successfully retired. Right. When part of this, and you, you said it, so let's keep going here with this idea of you're not going to flip a big switch. We've seen where a lot of people are thinking about moving and whether that's because of retirement or being able to work remotely. When you think about packing up and moving in retirement, John, whether it's a new state or a new city, what kind of pitfalls are there? What, what do you see when you think about that? Well, it's a bigger question than you may recognize. I mean, you have to prepare. You have to do a lot of homework before you make your decision. I mean, you may now see that the whole world is moving to Florida, and uh, before it sinks, you may think you want to go down there. So, But then you say, well, why do I want to go down there? What are the pitfalls? No taxes, that's a great. <clears throat> no estate tax, that's great. No income tax, that's great. But uh, there are other things. Their sales taxes are hefty, and uh, prices, if you're trying to buy something right now, houses are off the charts. I mean, you go look at one of these magazines with homes, you know, for $30 million, you get an outhouse. It's just really, it's just <laughs> Some, Something along those lines, John, something, but yeah. Not yeah. quite. Anything under a million, you might not be uh, living your Florida dream. You won't be living a Florida dream for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. but... Go ahead, Craig. I was going to say the other thing, too, is as you're looking at that is, you know, John, like you're talking about, hey, I want to get down there. But there's there's other things that you have to factor in there. It's not just being a, a part of Florida or getting that experience. If you're going to be down there full time and let's say you are coming from a place like Ohio, 
where, hey, today one of our natural disasters, so to speak, is it's snowing outside. Mm-hmm. You go down to Florida, all of a sudden now you've got hurricanes, you've got potential flooding. You're going to have to reevaluate what your insurance footprint's going to look like too. So that may change what you anticipate on spending and, and your lifestyle expenses may change dramatically just because you're changing locations. Right, and there's lots of other little things like uh, humidity. Mm-hmm. It's kind of humid in Ohio, but you go to Florida, it really gets humid. Right. And uh, they have lots of bugs down there. <laughs> so you have to you know, carry a shotgun with you to kill all the bugs. <laughs> Make sure you're safe in that regard. Uh, so there's lots of other things that you may or may not be prepared for. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially when we think about the growth rate. I mean, it's 14% growth over the last 10 years, almost double the national average. So when you think about there's almost 20 million people running around down there, there are some places where the services, the capacity really need to keep up. The roads need to keep up, whether that's done with new taxes, how they work that out. We'll see. That'll certainly happen here. Hope for the best here. But at the same time, there's a lot of growing pains that we're seeing, and the mosquitoes the size of birds, John, those are something you can't miss, too. <laughs> well, um, the infrastructure is what you're talking about. Yeah, it's another yeah, exactly. major challenge because uh, all of a sudden if the sewage system gets in trouble, uh, you're going to deal with that. So be yeah. aware of those things. Well, and, you know, you haven't lived life until you've had to, you know, do something very urgently when you're waiting on a bridge that's up and you've got to get to the <laughs> other side of that bridge. So I'll leave it there. You can use your imagination, but uh, some of that infrastructure stuff is real. Um, well, as we're coming up on our break here, we'll keep diving into this topic and more. But the idea is think about specifics on your retirement. What means the most to you? What are your values? Is it being around family? Is it golfing every day? These are the kind of things that the earlier you can plan ahead, the better it's going to work out for you and your family. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Greetings, hello, and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. In the studio tonight, Craig Konstantinovich, Tony Payne, and John Sestina. As we're covering these fun topics of retirement, if you have other questions, where can you go to get those answered, Craig? Yeah, feel free, feel free uh, to visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com. Uh, you can learn more about the company, understand a little bit more about our services, uh, pull up some of the information on former radio shows or some of our hosts. Uh, and of course, you can always complete a secure online questionnaire if you want to talk about your personal financial plan. Uh, and maybe our services are a good fit for you. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through that. We'll schedule a complimentary consultation meeting. Um, and the more complete that questionnaire, the more efficient that meeting will be together. Uh, so that's managingtobewealthy.com. Wonderful. Well, as we were talking about that, maybe that big move to Florida, because it feels like everybody's moving to Florida these days. John, have you ever seen someone take their whole family or extended family and move somewhere? Oh, yes. Well, you mean... I extended family yeah, extended, I'm not sure. and maybe even the f- aunt uncle parents you know br- bring the whole clan you mean down the divorced husband and maybe, uh, <laughs> i don't know you tell me <laughs> you say extended family no i've seen large families uh do that they they would move as a unit mm-hmm. to a new area that they all have liked forever uh or sometimes the parents will buy this huge place whether it be a, a cabin not a cabin that's too small 
but a large place, and then the family keeps coming and coming and coming. So they all finally make the decision, let's just all move to wherever. Yeah. I think Alaska is a good place, Tony. All right. There's also no income tax there is what you No said. income yep. tax okay. there, but there mm-hmm. are brown bears. Okay. Well, yeah. I, hmm. I, yeah, it just, just doesn't sound, <laughs> doesn't have the pizzazz for me. No. Um, I'll, I'll need some other great suggestions there. Um, but, Craig, as we're, as we're thinking about it here and talking about it, I mean, the idea, too, of what else can change or what pitfalls are there, if we're thinking about Florida specifically, are there any others? Uh, yeah, we... I talked about last segment here a little bit too, but you know, some of the big things that you'll have to reassess are going to be, you know, thankfully there's no estate taxes or inheritance taxes, but you know, you want to make sure that your estate plan is still going to uh, follow the Florida estate tax laws, go through probate accordingly if needed. Um, But one of the biggest things that you'll want to keep an eye on too is going to be the overall insurance costs. I'm not talking about life insurance or anything like that, but auto home, your umbrella coverage, hurricane coverage. You're probably going to have to get flood coverage too. Yep. So knowing that there's all those additional coverages that are out there, I mean, your insurance footprint, you could go from spending maybe $2,000 per year to all the way up to five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000, depending on which one you pick. Oh, and oh, by the way, don't assume that your homeowner's policy is going to necessarily protect you from sinkholes or something like that. So you may have to get that coverage on top of it all. Okay, so so we can't finance the aunts and uncles to come down to then is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, they, they maybe a visit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, but I mean, the idea of moving as a unit and keeping everybody together. I mean, you've got to consider all of the pitfalls, all of the benefits. And one of the things I heard in your answer too, John, was if it's a place you've been going forever, if it's an area you visited before, would you expand on that a little bit? Well. Uh, a lot of people think they've been going on vacation to such a place, wherever that is, and they think they're in love with it, but it's for two weeks at a time or even a month at a time, and that's what they're getting their taste. But if you're thinking of really living there, you need to go live there for some period of time, a couple of months, 90 days, something of that nature, because you have to get uh, the feel of the traffic, believe it or not. You have to get the feel of uh, all the neighbors. You'll want to talk to the neighbors. Every time Bobby and I buy a place, we do go talk to the neighbors first. How's the neighborhood? How are the people? Blah, blah, blah. And that helps a great deal. So you need to do those simple things. What about the schools? If the kids, the grandkids are going to come and uh, you want to know about that, you want to know about what is a medical system. When you quote unquote retire, you know, your medical charges are going to go up. I just had a crown go out. You know what it costs to have a crown replaced these days? I'm afraid to ask at this point. $2,100. Can you believe, don't they know I'm an old, retired, blind <laughs> cripple? What's this? <laughs> right, right. So you have to consider that. I mean, mm-hmm. costs are going to go up. Medicare is not as great as your insurance and company coverage. So a lot of costs. Right. Well, and to that effect, too, I mean, you also <laughs> want to know what kind of entertainment values are going to be down there. Yeah, you may enjoy going to certain restaurants, certain locations doing that one month a year, but is that something that you're going to want to do every single month of the year? Do they have maybe the golf courses you're looking for, a whatever the case may be, but you, you want to factor in, okay, what are my entertainment pieces going to be as well, and how accessible are they? Well, and you said it, John, or I'm just thinking back to my days down there and over summers and school years and visiting in between. There's some days where you just don't want to go outside. 
Mm. I mean, that humidity is so bad. The idea of I'll have my boat, I'll be on the golf course, it'll be fun. You may not want to go outside and evaporate in 30 seconds. That's exactly uh, right. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So these are things that by visiting more often, by going in the off season, and if you're staying in the touristy area and you're staying in the hotels, try to stay in an Airbnb. Try to stay at a local place. That way you get a feel for the different neighborhoods and the traffic. That way you're not just perhaps in the the most desirable area. And imagine if there's a thousand people a day moving to Florida, that's a lot of people coming all at once. And so the flood of new bodies is going to you got to put your attention to that. How are you going to react to that sort of thing? Right. When I'll say this for a lot of our, the, the friends we have in Texas, too. I think they're happy that somewhere else is getting a lot of new visitors right. because <laughs> Texas was experiencing this, is experiencing the same thing, and they're starting to see how their community is shifting a little, too. Mm-hmm. So the idea, if you're just moving perhaps for a different environment, is it going to stay that way? You know, is there something you can do? Is that going to be the solution long term? I mean, these are things where if, it is part of your values why you want to move. You've got to consider, is the local community also in alignment with the state? And what about all the other things? Don't forget your spiritual life. You know, do you go to a church or synagogue, a mosque? How do you feel about what they have down there? Is there any close? There was one couple who moved down, and they wanted to be in the mountains. It wasn't Florida. And so they were there for a while. They just loved it, the fresh air and the altitude and everything else. Then they found it took them 20 minutes to drive to a big road so they could get on that big road and go to a place that would lead them to another road that would lead them to the grocery store. So to get groceries was an 80-minute trip. So you may not want to do that. (laughs) I'm not a big driver as it is. Right. Yeah, I've gotten a little spoiled by being in some of these delivery ranges for overnight delivery and all that good <laughs> stuff, too. I'm just going to say that. And shifting gears a little bit, when we think about retirement goals and what's really important, and we talk about it all the time, what kind of grandparent would you want to be? I mean, if you're someone who's blessed to have grandchildren or people that you love in your family, how does that impact your retirement? You know, do you retire early to take care of them? Do you stick around to be there with them? Who knows? And in a lot of this, there are things that we say consider because it's not a one-size-fits-all answer. So, Craig, when you ask that question, what are some of the things you think of? So some of the things I think about are going to be, okay, are you going to be the the grandparent that's going to maybe plan on taking the entire family? That means all significant others, children, everyone to somewhere like Disney World or Universal Studios or something like that. Is that something that you're going to plan on? Is it going to be, hey, I want to go on a family vacation. I'm going to pay for the house. You can pay for yourselves to come down here. Um, or it may be, maybe I'm just going to help with, you know, funding college expenses or something like that. There's, there's again, no right answer. It just comes down to what you feel is going to be most feasible and what you can afford to do. Right. It makes me think of what, John, you've always said manage your money. Don't let your money manage you. And if you know what your values are and what your goals are, it's a lot easier to align your money and to align your plan with that. So that's what we're hoping to try to get you to think about today. So we're coming up on a break again. We'll be back here again soon, talking through more of these retirement goals. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTBN.
Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. If you've missed any of our show tonight or you want to go back and listen to any prior episodes, use whatever tool you get your podcast on and just search Managing to Be Wealthy. You should find us there. We've got a lot of great topics we've covered over the years, many years actually, that we've been doing this now. Well, tonight we're going through talking about some of the different retirement goals you might have. And one we know that's really important to some people is being there for grandchildren. And, John, we were talking during the break. You gave me a really blunt answer. You know, should you <laughs> retire early? I would give a blunt answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This guy. Um, I had, you know, Should you retire early to take care of grandkids? What was your answer there? No. Okay. <laughs> Not even a hesitation. Not no. a hesitation. No. Um, now, can we walk through some of the whys then? Well, the main why is, you know, you can love your kids, grandkids, and all those people, but you can't give your whole life. They have to have a life independent of you and have to struggle a little bit, have to work a little bit. That may be part of the challenge we have in our culture today. Everybody is expecting, you know, there somebody take care of them or give them something. So you as a grandparent, what you need to give them are your values and a structure and rules to live by for themselves so they can have a real, really good life, not just a frivolous life. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, we've always said it, and I think we see it where if you let kids make the mistakes while they're young and they make their own mistakes and they have to get themselves out of them, they're going to learn from that. But if you bail them out or if you really help them out or worse yet, you help them avoid mistakes ahead of time and you don't tell them why it's a mistake – well, then they're going to grow up and have a lot of those flaws that you just talked about, John. So remember uh, this, Craig, with your new baby coming here. This is important. <laughs> you learn these lessons. <laughs> Understood. Understood. I will keep that in mind. See, and Craig, <laughs> yep, yep, we'll continue on. But the idea, too, is with the uh, <laughs> with these grandkids or potential kids, too. I mean, you, you said it, though. These are your peak earning years. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about if you're someone later in life and whether you've saved enough or not, That all depends, and you really have to know what your numbers are. And if you're someone who might be retiring early or pre-Medicare, you've got to do the math on what's your health insurance going to cost. I mean, compare. I I know a lot of the desire is avoid the kids having to pay for daycare or pay those thousands of dollars, but you might just be paying them yourself and increased health care costs. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things now, too, is as people go through and realize it, this is where, again, good financial planning, when you go through and you plan for this, you don't just spring this on someone. You can develop a way to actually cover these costs where you don't have to maybe worry about the income side as much. Right now, thanks to the Affordable Care Act, there's a lot of health care subsidies that are out there. So if you can properly plan and know where your money's going to be coming from, you may not have to worry about those thousands of dollars for health care expenses. So you've got that factor, but on top of it too, you need to know that you're going to have the flexibility and the means to still take care of yourself, even while you're trying to help out with grandchildren or what, whatever the situation may be. And the other thing is, remember, not all times are like today. Mm-hmm. In other words, we've had a booming stock market and everybody's been nice and cozy. And we're, there's uh, record numbers of people quitting their jobs and trying to move on or find themselves or whatever. Uh, remember 2008? I and do. Remember 2000 and... Remember some of the other times I grew up in the 70s, so I'm reliving the 70s now with what's going on in our economy. But that could happen too. So now all of a sudden that puts a big chunk in your in your wallet, in your savings and your assets, and you may not be able to afford this stuff. So 
That's where you're right, <clears throat> Craig. You have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, okay, I've got this. And that's what I regret about all these retirement planning numbers programs out there. Yeah. Because, you, you know, I, how much money do you need when I retire? You come up with a number and then you say, okay, once I hit that number, everything is golden. Not true. Because mm-hmm. that number is going to be fluctuating. Exactly. The other point, point too, and it goes right along with what you said, plans change. I mean, if those kids, your kids or whoever, they think, well, what if one of us wants to stay home and take care of the kids? Grandparents out of a job and they're out of the grandparent job or role. Mm-hmm. Now what do you do? You retired early. Maybe you took Social Security early. You can't go back and recollect on those benefits typically. So you've taken a major pay cut for the rest of your life let alone if you did have to pay out of pocket for your own health care. This is where, like you said, John, seems to be best to kind of let the kids find their own way a little bit. And if you want to be there for support and add values, that's great. But sometimes that giving can really backfire. Mm-hmm. Um, why well, as we continue on here and think about other retirement goals, <clears throat> and are there ways that we can continue to be charitable in retirement, Craig? Absolutely. Just depends on how charitable you want to be there, Mr. Payne. Uh, very charitable, actually. I hope. I, I think. I think charity is important. Absolutely. Um, so the big thing is, is that when people think about charitable giving, nine times out of ten, the first thing that comes to their mind is, I have to give money. And just because you you want to give to charity, that doesn't mean that you have to give them financial benefits or financial gifts. Biggest thing that you need to to realize is, if you're in retirement, you have your most valuable piece of your life back, you have your time. So if you can gift your time, if you can help out, volunteer, do those kind of things, that may speak far more in volume than just simply writing a check for a couple hundred bucks or whatever the case may be. So realize that not all giving has to be with the almighty dollar. You can find other ways through your time, through your efforts to still give to whatever cause you want to without having to just focus on, hey, I need to make sure this check goes out. And that's part of, I think, what you've been saying along the way too, John, of stay involved, stay active, have a plan. And if you're someone who's been charitably inclined all along the way, and now you have that precious gift of time back, now you can really apply it and be on that board, be involved, you know, be able to be a steward there of the good things you want to get done. That's right. And and like you said, though, I mean, it's the idea too of filling time with a positive, good thing where you're still independent in your life. Well, and it gives you a social environment with all those folks you're working with in the charity, if you're giving your time, mm-hmm. then you're a more complete person. You'll be happier in your retirement <laughs> because that's what you need. It's a neat cycle too. Sure. I mean, you hear about it, it increases your mental wellness, it increases your physical wellness, your acumen overall, <laughs> you're basically uh, staving off some of those dementia issues sometimes. What Just was by that? being active. <laughs> whoa, whoa, don't make any jokes, John. Whoa. Um, but as we know here, I mean, staying charitably inclined in retirement is important. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah, and the other thing too, I mean, again, the financial gifts aren't necessarily a bad thing either, but you should plan ahead of time. You should make sure that you you build that into the plan, that you've built that as part of your lifestyle, because if that's not going to change and that's a non-negotiable, if you haven't even considered that as part of what the expenses are, I mean, you could be very shorthanded with how much money you have for lifestyle and for everything else. Right. That's one of the first things we think about doing when it comes to the charitable discussion. It's really tighten up your numbers and know your numbers, stress test it, make sure you have enough for you. 
And again, that's not selfish. I mean, we think you have to have a good foundation for you to be able to be a lifeline and help others. So if you don't have that good foundation, you're going to get behind. Yeah, I always hear, John, you in the back of my mind where the first thing that you always say about charity, charity starts at home. Yep. If you're not taking care of yourself, if your house isn't in good order, you may not be able to give as much as you would like or for as long as you would like or whatever the case may be. So, again, as long as you're making sure your numbers are, are accurate, that you've got your plan on track, then you can add the charitable component to it as well. And now you're you're cooking with oil. Yeah, if you're not stable, how are you going to help someone else? Yep. That's that's a big deal. Plus, remember what our country was founded upon, individualism, right? <clears throat> and so each person should be responsible for him or herself. That's a big deal. And we're slipping away from that. If, if the kids, for example, think they can count on mom and dad, grandkids think they can count on aunt and uncle, et cetera, then it gets to be an issue. So we need, it's part of the principles we talked about. Yeah, exactly. Because again, when you're individualistic and you have that good foundation, you really can help others and you're growing, you're doing good for your family. Well, we're coming up on a break here. We'll come back and finish this up and talk about other retirement goals. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTBN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Hello and welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Tony Payne, John Sestina, and Craig Constantinovich here going through some of the fun things that hopefully you've planned out for your retirement. And we do mean fun things. And fun isn't always so fun, right, John? Sometimes it's just responsible things that you have to do. Right. Sometimes you do what you are supposed to do because you need to do it. <laughs> I thought all we wanted to do was what was fun and felt I good. I know. That seems to be the slippage in, the, in our values. Uh, well, where we're going with this, too. And it, it takes a little sombering tone, but at the same time, hopefully it's rewarding and fulfilling at some stage of retirement you may be a caregiver and this is not about the dollars and cents of your investments yet but as part of your financial plan there are pieces that you want to have in order discussions you want to have whether you're going to have a caregiver whether you're going to help your parents out whether you might have someone with special needs in your family there's a lot of different scenarios out there where you might be responsible for taking care of someone and there's so many other, so many things to look for. For example, now under this pandemic, uh, to say that one person is taking care of his or her mother. Okay, so that, what? No big deal. The caregiver is healthy, has friends, but guess what? Can't go out with the friends for the right reason. They don't want to pass it on. They're healthy. They could take it, but they don't want to bring the strain home to mom or dad or whomever it might be. So there's all kinds of new things. Being a caregiver, uh, Bobby spent four years of her life taking care of her mother and father who were in Cleveland. And she'd get up like 3 o'clock in the morning, drive up there, take care of them, make their meals, et cetera, et cetera, and then she'd drive home at midnight, and she did that for four years. I mean, that was mm. incredible. Right. So there are things in between there that you're all going to be doing as a caregiver, uh, even for me now that I'm getting old, Tony. You're old, John? Yeah, I'm old, Tony. Okay, all right. Well, oh, all right. Well, but no, you, I, I deny mean, we, that. We, we've shared some of this, and, and the idea, too, is if you're a caregiver, you've still got to put yourself 
I hate to say number one, but number one, because if you're going to be a good caregiver, you're going to take care of others, you've got to take care of yourself. Right. And when we think about that, and the idea, too, of having the right tools in place, and this is where it's comprehensive planners, where it's not just all about investments or a portfolio, there's tools to have in your estate plan that are very, very valuable so that if something does happen to you and you're in your aged years, you're taking care of your spouse, who's going to pay the bills if something happens to you? I mean, if there's already someone you're taking care of and something happens to you, you're going to be in a little bit of a pickle there. Or what if you're thinking of retired, retiring and uh, your mom gets really ill and now you have to quit your job and take care of mom? Right. How does that affect your plan in your retirement? There, there's so many things beyond money when you talk about this caregiving, and we're all going to run into it. Mm-hmm. And the more we can discuss it, I think, the better. I mean, I say this not being a professional in that realm, but from what I've seen on the financial planning side, the more that the kids can talk with the parents while they're healthy, while they're youngish, while they have their full faculties and make decisions. And sometimes that's really hard. And when you think about having a family business, and a couple of kids are involved. A couple mm-hmm. of kids maybe aren't involved. Some of them may have had their own issues along the way. Darn it, it is hard to make decisions then. We've seen it. We've been in the room. You know, do you give it to the two kids that are running it? Do you take care of everyone there and sell it? What do you do? These are hard decisions. And they're not going to go away if you just wait until you're older in life. They're just going to get more and more complicated is what we see. Uh, John, have you seen any nightmares like that? Seen lots of nightmares. I have several people in my social circle now that uh, are working to take care of a parent in particular, or or even a child who's uh, you know needed special help. And so now, what are you going to do? You're 60 years old. You're still working, trying to make it happen, and you have a child who needs long-term care. Got to think about those things. So it's well beyond the money. It's about your life and their life and so forth. Caregiving is a big, big topic. Yeah, and it, it caregiving can take on so many different meanings too. I mean, I know obviously everyone thinks of more so, hey, is someone going to move in with me or am, am I going to go and visit them more regularly? That's one piece of it. Even when you do go to visit someone, what are you helping them out with? What are you trying to assess that they may or may not be able to do? Do you feel like there needs to be someone there when you're not able to be there? I mean, those are all ser- serious questions that have to be considered and Again, there's no one right answer, but you have to be mindful of what's going on, and some things could lead to lead to financial uh, implications. But you have to consider those things as you're looking at it. Right. I mean, and it really loops back to how we started today. The idea: Do you pick up and move and go to that warm beach somewhere? Was everyone going to come with you? Are you going to be back and forth taking care of someone else eventually? And that's fine. But these are the things to think about and try to plan ahead. Because if you make that big move with all the costs involved and you don't like it or it turns out a few years later you need to turn around, there is a lot going on there that you might be giving up. And that's what we want to do with this financial planning stuff is consider all of the options. Mm -hmm. And usually visiting first is a great one and making sure that you've had discussions with others, that's the key. Right. And and then not only just having the discussions too, but – you need to also likely take it so far as to revise your estate planning documents if any uh, decisions need to be updated or if people need to change. Tony, like you were talking about, there may be family members that, hey, if I lived in area A you know, or state A, these were the best people to help me out with my needs. But if I'm going to be moving in with a new family and 
I still have my faculties and I can still understand what it is I'm signing off on, maybe I update everything to say, now that I'm living with child B down in state B, maybe I update everything to go through them as opposed to the alternative. So those are serious decisions that have to be discussed as well. And uh, definitely want to consider working with an elder care attorney to make sure everything's addressed. I don't know who would name their kid child B, but I like it, Craig. The other <laughs> advice was solid. I mean, that's what we're after. Well, you um, know, just go B for, you know, Brenda, Brendan. Right. I mean, you know, any picks. Well, John, as, as we're wrapping up here, though, and coming up on the, the end of the show, I mean, as you think about retirement goals and as you're learning it and you're seeing it, what else would you share with our listeners? Uh, don't be as excited as you think you are going to be when you retire. I mean, I hear it's, I run into people all the time retired and they're going to play golf and they played golf three days in a row and that was fun. Mm -hmm. And then next week they tried it again. It wasn't so much fun and it's pretty soon that wears <laughs> out. So recognize you don't go into this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, this plane Mm -hmm. uh, that, that you're just going to be doing this one thing and it's going to fulfill you. You have to have a complete life. Make sure you take care of yourself physically, spiritually. Make sure you're on in touch with your family, as we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And uh, stay strong. Excellent advice, John. Another piece of that, and you said it, is taking care of yourself and your physical health. Because we do have this one body, and as much as we can take care of our finances and do that the right way, if the other parts aren't there, what is it for? And this is the idea, too, of going through in a comprehensive plan like we talk about with the people we work with to say, how does item A affect item B? Yeah, I, I know, Craig, a, yep, go ahead. I always get a kick out of people who say, well, when, when I'm retired, I won't need a financial planner, right? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> or before oh retirement. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we would say we think that financial planning is done all along the way. It sure is. You know, you're going to have that beginning phase when you're getting started, when you're having the kids. Maybe you're getting the house. Maybe you're saving for college. Then all of a sudden you might be thinking about paying for a wedding or something. You might get into that phase where you're ready to retire. But all along the way, things are coming at you in different ways. And as we know, our good friends in government love changing the rules, too. So you've got to be aware of this. You've got to be looking at it. So we'll cover this topic and more throughout the year here. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVM.